from a fallout shelter somewhere under Seattle, Washington, is the show you've been waiting for. Get ready to join your hosts, John and Kenrick, as they talk comics, movies, and more. Now here's Spoiler Country! Alright, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenrick, and that is Mr. Horsley. And today, well, it's kind of a weird topic. It's not a weird topic. It's a topic that was somewhat broached during our Death of Superman review, and we talked a little bit about the fact of, I don't think the Death of Superman is the biggest deal as as Johnny did, and we mentioned that X-Men number one is the top-selling call time, which put you on a, on a uh, quest to actually figure out what is truly the best-selling comic book. Is that a, is that a fair way That's to a- say it? Yeah, that's a fair way to say it, and also a quest to ex- to kind of like extrapolate and explain the numbers a little bit because uh, numbers can be manipulated to, tem- so, to mean whatever you want to mean. You know? Before we get into this, because yeah. I'm okay with what I already know what you're going to say, and I already read the 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 reports of what you've brought up. But let's right. th- let's make make sure that everybody is on the. Let's just be aware of everything. One in 2011, the Guinness Book of World Records identified X Men number one as the top selling comic book of all time. Okay. And two, you can go to two or three different websites and get two or three different. But what Johnny has compiled or what he has found out, I shouldn't say you didn't compile it. Somebody else did. And he'll give the proper credit where credit's. But what he found out is very interesting in that it should be looked at somewhat slightly skewed. There should be a little asterisk by X-Men number one, I think. I think think there should too. Yeah, based on the fact that they've had so many covers and you had to get all five covers to create the big giant cover. Which is funny because Jamie Sullivan was just talking about that the other day yeah, with his G.I. Joe stuff. Same kind of thing, but they're doing it per issue, not one issue that has five different covers to create one big cover. Um, so there's, you know, there's some marketing ploy, some trickery going on to get that eight million or actually it depends on where you look at. It's either 7.1 or 8.1 or I've even heard 11 million. So you got to kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But that being said... Why don't you go into what you found out? Sure. So there's a website I use for this, and it, I use I like this site because it pulls information from a website called uh, Comic Ron, C O M I C H R O N, which is like the standard for publication and records and like what things uh, top selling comic books each month. It's it's a well respected site people use to determine sales and and print the runs of comics, right? So. This website takes all their information from that site and kind of extrapolates stuff out of it, which is great because this is what I was going to do, and they did all the work for me, so I love it. Right. right? Well, Comicron show says that Extra Number One is the top selling, but again, the breakdown they do a breakdown yeah. on top of that. Right. They, they 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 do. They say it's it's a top selling comic book with eight point one, one almost yeah. eight point two million copies printed. However, that's that's including all covers printed. So that's, that's including people who bought all five covers. So they bought five copies of the same book just because the cover was different, right? Which a lot of people well, did. A lot of people did, right? Which is, I think that's that's that that's an asterisk. Then that's, that's not really, I don't know. That's not the same book selling multiple times, you know, to different people or, or whatever. It's people buying different covers to have the same book with the different art on the front, nothing else. And I mean, it's it's all subjective, right? But right. what this other site does, which is, um, I, I Hockney's Comics, H O K N E S Comics dot com, yeah. and I'll link. They'll have links in the show notes about all this stuff. But what they've done is they've extrapolated out the print runs of each cover and then put those in order of, of highest selling. Uh, highest selling print runs of each cover, right? So you have, if a book only had one cover, then it's on here one time. If a book had five covers, there's five different listings for that one book for each cover and how much and how much that cover itself sold. Yeah, yeah, so, which is interesting actually when you go through that because you'll see that 
Some of them are, are quite a bit less. Yeah, it, it really is. And the number one they have here is uh, it, it, it's interesting too. And it, but it, but it, it does fall into the same guidelines as X number one. They just you there's just no way to break it out, right? So it's uh, you know X Force number one for 1991 sold roughly five million. I mean, I've, they say five million. I've heard seven million. A ton of copies, right? But there's only X Force number one, right? From Rob Liefeld and them. Yeah, but it's uh, it was the biggest comic in 1991. Uh, but it it has you know it doesn't have multiple covers. However, each issue came polybagged with a trading card, and there were five different trading cards. So people would buy, <laughs> so, but you couldn't see what covers. that trading card was, right? Right. So people would buy multiple of them. And I think you could see it on the back. On the back side, it was facing outward. You can see you could see who it was. So you could buy all five and get all five cards without opening it. But so people would buy five covers to get all of all five copies to get all the trading cards. So oh it still falls into the whole variant cover thing. Yeah. But there's only one cover. They variated it with the trading card. So it's sold, you know, between five to seven million somewhere. In there. I mean, right. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever, you know, and then X-Men number one sold the 8.2 million, but like the, the, the cover that sold the most for them was, um, is it the one with Cyclops at, and Wolverine on the cover? The one with Cyclops, yeah, Cyclops Wolverine sold 2.1 million copies because it's got Wolverine. I mean, it's not about Cyclops, it's about Wolverine, right? <laughs> right. And then the, right. nobody likes uh, Cyclops. I don't know anybody no. that goes, oh, I really want to get Cyclops' first appearance, <laughs> right? No, I mean, who cares? Well, I mean, it's X Men number one, right? So it's, it's whatever, right, but, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? They, I don't know anybody that, that specifically just wants to collect Cyclops, right? Yeah, I, I know it's, it's dumb, who cares? Yeah, but like. Going through the, the what what prompted this was that conversation where you were like you were telling me how X number one was a bigger impact and a bigger selling point for comics in the nineties, right? A, or the biggest thing in the comics world? Or what, how, I can't remember how you worded, but it was only going it, by the numbers, right? But the numbers, but but the numbers are still false because and here's well, why it's not false, but it's, no. it's it's there's an asterisk. It's an asterisk, but even even with the asterisk, like Death of Superman sold more copies, even with the asterisk, right? Because Death of Superman didn't sell over eight million copies. Hear me out. If we're going to include all five covers of that, then you have to include Death of Superman because Death of Superman is not one issue. Death of Superman is an event. No, you no. We're only talking one issue. You can't you can ta- add you, all. You can take the first ten issues of X Men number one and call it that way, but that Death of Superman itself, the issue seventy five. But that's not what we're, ta- we're only talking about. An in, but those numbers are individual comic books, not right. uh, not a storyline, not an arc, not six issues or five issues. It's one issue. Right, but in the in the conversation we that prompted this off, you, I yeah. was I was literally saying the Death of Superman event was the biggest thing to happen in comic books. And you were saying no, the print of X number. You were comparing a one issue comic book to an event that I was talking about. I was talking about the whole event as a whole, not okay. just the one okay, issue. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, and going up on that, then I mean, Superman seventy five, where he dies in, sold three million copies by itself. Just the black bag, just the black bag edition, not counting the regular edition or any of the seventeen thousand. You know, second print, third print, fourteen of it. Well, there's the Polybag edition, right, which was the direct market. Right, which everybody got. The, That's the one that everyone's there was, standing in line right. to get. There was the newsstand variant, which was it out of the bag without the stuff with it. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Right. Well, it wasn't a variant, really. It was just the, the newsstand copy, the copy you'd go buy from your grocery store. It wasn't in a Polybag. That just that was the difference. Oh, so if you're smart, you go buy your Polybag at the store, at your, your LCS, and then go to the grocery store and buy the, the unbagged one. Right, exactly. But then they... Uh, you know, they they also had like a second print, a third print, a fourth. Print. I think it went to five printings, right? Yeah. So like, you can tell the, the what's interesting about comic books is you can tell how good the book is selling, right? By how it's really if it goes to multiple printings, you know you've got a good book, right? And yeah. your book had an impact. Yeah. You know, there's I don't I don't think there's a second print of X Men number one, <laughs> right? 
I don't know. But there's, I, I don't think. Why there would is. there be? There's so many copies out there. Why would they? Why would they make a second print of Superman seventy five when they sold three million of just a black bag edition? Yeah, did they? Right, they made five printings. Oh, that it, might be it, a DC it, thing. It, Marvel does it too. Marvel does multiple printings too. Yeah, but on it books depends that need on the, print, the initial print run. Right. Well, initial print runs based upon orders. But what happens is X number one, like in this case, X Force number one. X, I think X Force had a second printing and X Men number one has. I think they both had second printing. I looked it up before. And I don't yeah. In front of me. That's right. I think they both had second printings, whatever. But like <clears throat> the way it works in the comic industry is is initial initial print run is based upon initial orders, right? Yeah. On your FCE orders. So based upon hype, they order and they order. Usually, usually if the hype is big, the stores will order more, right? So. But when a book goes back to a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth printing, like Justice League number one from New 52 had eight different printings. Yeah. What that means is that means people ordered it. It went to stores. It's sold out. People came back in still wanting it. So it, it, they kept getting more orders for it. So it had to go back to the printers multiple times. And they would do more orders. It would sell out. More people would want it. It would do more orders. It would sell out and kind of you know, go back to the process over and over again. It would hit those FCE orders and fulfill them all. And then people would still want – more people would still come back into wanting it. So what ended up happening with like – Superman. I love how passionate you get when it comes to Superman. It, and I mean that seriously, What's well, because everybody man. shits on him so fucking hard. Everybody shits on the power of Superman so hard. Because like, he's overpowered. It's not, the, it's not anything else but that he's so overpowered. It's crazy. It's like name, a, name one person, name any other superhero that can go toe-to-toe with Superman and actually survive if he was using his whole power set. I mean, that's the, that's not what this debate is about. But I'm no, just, but out there. I'm just saying that's. But you just brought up everybody shits on him. But that's they do, why. and I, I'm literally just talking about the sale that the the selling power of this series that uh, from from the 90s, right? Because even Adventure 500, which is when Superman comes back after DC not printing Superman for four months, right? Right. Like they didn't they didn't print a Superman book for four months. They didn't take their their second biggest or biggest character depending on what numbers you want to look at of the 90s of all time and didn't put him in a book for four months right yeah they came back and that book sold 3.7 million copies just the white polyback version not the new stand version by itself how many and there was 3.7 it sold more nice. than superman 75 right yeah so the two you know the out of the top five numbers slots two and three go to two superman books right from the from the death of superman series two big books and when people say those books are worthless right now, right? Like you can buy X number one in quarter bins, right? It's a, it's it's yeah. pretty much an overprinted so many of book. them, yeah. Right. Well, Superman seventy five and Adventure five hundred, the polybag versions, they're still, you know, there's three million, almost four million printed copies of those books. You go to a, com- a convention, you're still going to find those books selling for t- ten, twenty, thirty dollars. Sure, I, 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 you can find X Men number one though. People try to get like ten, fifteen bucks for that thing, right? But you won't find Superman seventy five in the quarter bin. You won't find Adventure 500 polybag in the quarter bin or in the dollar bin. You will find X Men ones in there all day long. I don't long. think you'll find it. Not in the quarter bin. Not I've in the dollar I've, bin, dude. I've never seen them below five bucks, dude. I've seen so many X Men ones in dollar bins over the over the last ten years. Like so I think many. You're that, biased. That, <laughs> you can think I'm biased all you want, but I've you seen them. You are biased though, <laughs> and it's okay. I, I mean, but you're not wrong in the fact that he sold three million and. On a single issue with on one cover. On a single cover. issue. Yeah. Just talking about the single, just the death of Superman, the single issue at three million. And really, if you looked at X-Men number one, even though it's identified as the best-selling comic book of all time, eh, there's an argument there because you're talking about five separate books being being combined into one sale. Right. Exactly. That's really five what's going sales. on. Yeah. Now, I mean, you could also argue from the other side, you could say, well, people were buying five, 10 copies of Superman 75 because it was an investment package, right? Yeah. There was people doing that. Right. 
But people did the same thing with X-Men 1. The same sure. thing because it was, it was the first sure. new X-Men book. Those it was are the same process. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, talk about books that will never be worth all that much. No, they no, won't they be. never will. Either one of them will ever be worth more than 50 bucks. No. Because there's so many copies well, I mean, out there. Superman 75 and, and Adventure 500, there's also a platinum version that, that was a retail incentive version. That one's worth a lot of money, but there's only yeah. that's because there's only like, I think, a thousand of them or like oh, 750 nice. or something like that. So, so, so to go back to the original, I don't want to say argument because really, I mean, I guess it really wasn't an argument. I, I, the original topic of discussion. Yeah, the original topic of discussion of you were saying that you thought that the death of Superman was the biggest event in comic book, right? Yeah, I think it is. It, but what, what, is, what makes you think, say that? Well, because I, I have an I, event that I think trumps it. Okay, well, it, don't tell me what it is yet. No. Let me tell my spiel first. Yep. So the reason why I think that is is because, one, it was the biggest comic book event of the 90s. Wait, wait, it, wait. A single event. Let's just make sure that's a single event. Yeah. Death, okay. Well, Death of Superman includes, like, it's the death and the return is, is all one story, right? It's all one big thing. So I'm including return in this as well. But I'm just talking about a single moment. Okay, well, that's we'll how talk, I took okay. it when you were talking. Not the not the full story arc. Well, even even then, the full the single moment of of Death of Superman by himself, of just the 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 act of killing Superman, of killing the world's first superhero, of killing the essentially the at the time of the '90s the most recognizable character in the world. Basically, a character that in costume and out of costume is number one. Or was number one on like number four being Superman and Clark Kent on the most recognizable fictional characters in the world above Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah. Of the 90s. He was, you know, incredibly popular. They did a storyline where they killed him. It was the first time a main character of that caliber, an A-list character that, you know, had been around for since the 30s was going to be matter, was gonna be killed. That does matter. A-list? You think it matters that it's an A-list for it to be a significant event? Yeah, because, I mean... The death of Gwen Stacy was important, but it would have been more, it would, that would have been a bigger event had they killed Spider Man, right? I think or, the death of Gwen Stacy is a bigger deal, and it changed the way comic books were written after that. Before I don't think and so. after, yeah, it did. There's you can still find people. Well, let's, that, let, me, let me finish. Let okay. me finish what I'm talking about this, and then we'll go into that. I don't want to. I don't want to derail too fast. Well, let me finish my spiel on this, and then we'll talk about sure Gwen Stacy. So, not only was it the first time they had killed a major character. Like a major character because nobody, the whole thing about Superman before that was you can't kill Superman. Superman's unfallible. He's super powerful. You can't, yeah. nothing, nothing can touch him. But they didn't really kill him. And then him. he died a human death, but I'm not going to debate that. Yeah. You know, he, 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 they killed him essentially. He was gone for four months out of public, out of publication. In the storyline, if you read the storylines, the, the next issue takes place right after the, the, when he dies in, but they put the four month pause on printing for effect, right? Or whatever. It has in the, the top 10 single issues of, of being sold. Now I know you want the event, but like right. the, it is the event or the, the, the uh, thing, but it is the, the is the, what happened around the death is the event, right? In the top 10 single issues sold death of Superman consists of one, two, three, four, five, six of them, right? Action 500, Superman 75, and then all of the, uh, the die cut one-on-ones five, you know, the, the ones that in, introduce all the new Superman, those that's the top 10, you know, six of the top 10 single issues selling comic books of all time right. come from that event. Hold on. Right, need you to be, say hi to Kenrick. Say hi. Hi, bye. Bye. They're home sooner than I thought they would be. By like 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. I didn't think they're going to be home until like... All right. Jack, play, okay? So, you know, at, out of the top 10 single issues selling, it, it's... It, the event consists of six of them, and, and if you just look at the one issue, it's... The death of is the third highest single issue, and if you take out variants, it's the second highest, and it's second highest to the next issue in the ser- in, in the run, which is action or adventure 500. And 
it was an event talked about on the news. It was in, there was a Newsweek cover about it. It was on local news. It was on national news. It was in the paper. Like it was covered in mainstream media. Like before this event, besides the movies, what comic book event was covered in mainstream media? There yeah, wasn't but, one. But yeah, but DC is a major publisher. They created it, they created it, the media event that why you saw it on the news. They pushed that to market it the way that that came across. If okay. they didn't market it and they didn't push it like that, it would have been just another comic book on the shelf. And comic book nerds and people who collect would have freaked out about it, but it wouldn't have been on the news and it wouldn't have been like that. That was created by DC. I don't think it's fair to put that on there because of course they made a huge event out of it. I disagree to some degree. I think that I I I, so I agree that they made, that DC made an event because they're owned by Warner Brothers, whatever. They made they made an event, which it's marketing wonderful. However, I think as soon as that book that this that book came out and people started reading it and fans started reacting to it, that the the reaction to that would have hit mainstream media because of how impactful and how important to Americana Superman is, right? I think that even if DC hadn't pushed it like that, it would have gotten out there. It would have it would have been on the news. It would have been talked about out of, outside of just comicdom. I don't think it would have been talked about like it was though. <laughs> no, of course not. Of of course not. But it still would have. It's a comic event that it still would. It's have so weird, media. dude, because I collected comic books at that time, and I had a lot of friends that collected comic books. Nobody liked that. Nobody collected Superman, and nobody bought. My mom bought me that comic book because she thought I would want it, and she went down to Cliff's Comic World in, in Fred yeah. Meyer and purchased that book. I never read it, you know. And so we had different. We had different friends. It's growing so up like weird. Everybody I knew here, you could be like, "Oh, the comic book fans," because it's like, what fans? <laughs> I didn't know anybody that that read it. Everybody loved the movies because the movies were great, but I didn't know anybody that actually actually read the books. See, everybody I knew that read comics was was heavy into this because I mean, but I mean, I also grew up DC. You know, I grew up reading DC with my dad with very little Marvel until like you know later on. But all, all the comic shows I went to back there with my dad, this was like the talk. This was the talked about event of the show. I mean. Everybody I knew at school that read comic books, which was only a couple of kids, was, see, you know, I Superman think, was dying. See, for me, when I think about what the storyline means and, and, and what the actual event meant, right? I, I, to me, Gwen Stacy has more lasting impact because but people they were, it. wait, let me finish. People were invested into Gwen Stacy because it was like a, it was like a dramatic romance going through and here's Peter Parker just getting out of high school. And that is his first love. This is before Mary Jane. And all of a well, sudden, this 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 character that they followed with the will they, won't they dies. And people freaked out. I don't know if you've gone back and, and read some of the stuff that people did, but Marvel got a lot of hate mail. People threw away their, their Spider-Man comic books. You can talk to people that read that as it came out today, and you'll hear them get choked up about it because they were so invested in what they were reading. And it came out of nowhere. And everything that led up to that and then after that has changed the way a lot of comic books have been written because here was an established character, and it wasn't an A character. I mean, you might have even called her a C character at that time, you know? Yeah. yeah. But they they made it. It was a surprise thing. And I, I, I feel like that made a big difference. Not only did it change the way Peter Parker as Spider-Man was, but it changed the way people thought of ancillary characters from then on out. Spider Superman's event, though it's big and a big deal, it was still a gimmick. And they knew that he was going to die. And they knew that he was res being resurrected four months later. It wasn't 
you know, Gwen Stacy's only around now because what a multiverse and it was a thing. But that original Gwen Stacy is gone. She still affects Peter Parker today, and his. Well, I mean, and and Superman's death hasn't affected anything anymore except for a new a new movie, a new car, two animated three an, uh, Batman versus Superman Justice, whatever. And then Doomsday animated cartoon, and then the, the Death of Superman cartoon. It has it effect, It's not it a affected lasting the entirety. It affected affected the entirety of the DC universe for years. Like it was a huge. It, it was a rippling effect through the whole DCU for years after that. For years, yeah. In the early, it, I mean, through the early two thousands, yeah. How and because the ramifications of Superman dying and what happened in that time frame came back as Doomsday came back and it changed the dynamic of certain things and wait, Doomsday Superman had to too? be different. Yeah, Doom, well, Doomsday, not the same Doomsday, but other, there was the Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey storyline that came out. Yeah. You know, there was the Educate Superman. Educate me, man. I don't know. I don't know this stuff. You know, for yeah, me, fine. it's like that was an event that happened, and then I never heard about it after that, except for the How movie. did you never hear about it? It's been, okay. I mean, it's, I, I find that I find that strange because, like, I mean, Death of Gwen Stacy is a, is a huge event. Now, I agree with you on, like, everything you said, right? I think Death of Gwen Stacy was the first time that in a comic book, well, not, it wasn't the first time, right? Because, that that exact same thing had happened in the golden age for characters, right? Sure, before Bucky before died. the Comics Code Authority, right? What's that? Bucky died. Well, yeah, but that, that was in the fifties. That was that was. I mean, yeah. That but was I'm just they, saying, that, there's been other times that that characters have died. That's all. Right. Right. Yeah. It was. It. Gwyneth Stacy was a lasting effect, and it is. It is a big deal. I it's mean, still lasting though. That's well, the I mean, thing. It's not. It, it isn't. It isn't though, because like they've retconned and, and rebooted Spider Man. They so have many never times. retconned Gwen Stacy's death into into the history of of the psyche of of Peter Parker. They have never done that. That has always okay. been a part of his. And it always I, I, will I'm, be. I'll, I don't know enough about it to argue that point, but what I do know is is like in the last like ten years they've rebooted Spider Man like five times. Like I don't, and that they haven't done it again. I don't know how it could be a part of his storyline if they've rebooted it from begin from the beginning. You know, they've never rebooted it to the where he's in high school. And have Gwen Stacy back as a character. They most certainly have. Where yes, they have when the, la- the the most recent Spider Man run where they where they introduced Silk and they introduced. Um, what are you Silky talking Moon. about? No, he was like a rich billionaire having no, a, a that's, thing. That's superior. That's superior Spider Man. No, they that, didn't. I, I collected it. No, it wasn't. The last actual reboot was was in 2015, and he's a rich freaking software technology guy like Tony Stark, and then he loses it all. Okay. I, I said I just know they've rebooted shit and they added they added they've new characters in high all school. the way back to high school and then not have Gwen and then have Gwen Stacy and all that. If they have, I'd be surprised. I'm not saying you know what? Honestly, I shouldn't say that you're wrong because I haven't read every single thing that's come out in the 2000s up to now because who right. knows what they've done. I just know that when they rebooted Spider-Man after Superior Spider-Man, they went back to the high school time. It, for early, maybe it was a flashback. I don't know. I didn't read them all. But they added yeah. the character of Cindy Moon, who becomes Silk. And I don't know if that was they went back there and started there or if it takes place after Superior. I don't know. I didn't read them. I just right. know they right. added a new character in high school. Right. I think it's I think that it's interesting to, to, to sit and think, what is like the most... I mean, because Death of Superman, you can definitely say is a very iconic. You can say you might even have the argument to say it is the most iconic, as you believe, right? And and I'm not opposed to believing that. You know, after thinking about it after a while, I don't know. And you could easily make an argument for Gwen Stacy. And there's probably other events that have happened that we can say, oh well. To me, Gwen Stacy is is, is it's it's different in its own right because it's it was such a shock. And it was such a difference of how she died, and it was a permanent yeah. thing, and and all this kind of stuff. It, but at the same time, it's like, 
what other events out there do people feel could elevate to this type of uh, argument, you know, or this I mean, type of conversation? You, I mean, if you, if this conversation was happening 20 years ago, you would say the death of Jean Grey, but they've brought oh. her back and killed her a thousand times. Yeah, Jean Grey. So not, yeah, you know. but that was the death of the Phoenix Force more than it was Jean Grey, actually. Right, right, right. I mean, and if you go back, if you, on if the this, moon, if also, <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's, there's there's lots of deaths that are that have been impactful in the comic book world, but I think, but have they? they they do this so much of them dying and coming back, dying and coming. Well, it dilutes think, it. So the only the only person to stay dead in, in in comic books is Ben, is Uncle Ben, right? He's the only one to stay dead. Everybody else has come back, right? Like Gwen Stacy's come back in different forms, whatever universes, whatever. She's been in new st- other stories since then, right? Well, you know, she's, she's Spider Gwen, whatever. Uncle Ben is the only freaking character to stay dead, period. But like when about, it, I mean Thomas Wayne, I mean, would you count the 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 um, multiverse. I mean, where you know, because where where Bruce right, let, let, gets let, shot let, and let, dies, and then let, Thomas let, Wayne becomes let me Batman. Let me rephrase it. Then Uncle Ben is the only character to stay dead, not to be used again in some alternate form. He's never been used again. Not that I'm aware of. No, and and he, he's. It, it was up. always for a long time. It was it was Uncle Ben and Bucky Barnes with two two of the characters. Or sorry, Uncle Ben, Bucky Barnes, and Jason Todd were characters that died and stayed dead. Right. But they brought back Bucky Barnes. They brought back Jason Todd. Oddly, at the, oddly at the same time, almost the same month. But Uncle Ben has not come back and not had. I don't think he's been in. Obviously, he's been in other origin stories. He's been like, you know, memories and stuff like that. But they haven't like brought back in. You know, Earth nineteen twenty seven eight Uncle Ben, who's a crime fighter in a jetpack. You know, they, they've done that shit from as far as I know. But like everybody else comes back. It's just I don't know. It's and I. I like I can totally argue, I can totally take your side and argue that Gwen Stacy is a, a bigger event, but I think, well, it's not a bigger re- event media no, wise. It's not no, a bigger no, no. event yeah. sale wise, right? It just, I, I think the, the original conversation effect it has is 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 a little bit. More. Yeah, the original conversation, the original question we had on the Destiny episode was yeah. the biggest impact to comics. Yeah, right? and I think and, that's that can be internalized. I I guess the only way that we would really say is if we line up a hundred creators and say. What's the biggest impact in comic book history that influenced your flow, your creative outflow? You know, because yeah, then think, it's like I think, I think that might be too big of a question, though. But yeah, I know, what you, I know, I know what your intent there yeah, is. Yeah, because then it's like okay, because for you, it's the death of Superman. But at the same time, like, what if I wrote and drew comic books and was not a Superman fan? That wouldn't impact me at all. I'd be like, well, I'm doing my own thing. And then Todd McFarlane's Spawn has been a huge influence on. Well, Tom McFarlane's Spider Man's a huge influence too. Oh yeah, you know? I think that's actually a who, bigger influence. Who we should we, we should note is number four on the all time list with two point five million co- copies for just the one cover. Yeah, that was a great that that was a, a the first ten issues of that was great. That torment yeah the torment run is amazing. Yeah, I don't know about the rest of it because I I think I stopped reading about it after. About I, I only read the torment run <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, when is the torment run the fact the first six? Yeah, it's the first the first five I think. Yeah. You know, I remember when I, I think we brought this up before. I always remember when Spawn was it used to have a countdown. Yeah, and then they just stopped doing the countdown. As far as I, I, I don't know. I, I only read the first. Every like, time he used his powers, there it was in the first. It was in the torment run. Every time he used the power, oh, for, for Spider Man. No, for oh, you're talking torment for Spider Man. I'm thinking. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, Spider Man torment is the the first five issues of Spider Man is called is a it's a it's a story called Torment by Tom McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a hard question to to answer, but I think we, to to answer the question or to kind of like drive the conversation to a a a point 
is I think if we're asking what was the biggest impact to comics as a whole in the mainstream, right? If we add that in the mainstream, yeah, which is which was the intent of the original conversation on the Death of Superman episode, right? But I think got got floored. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I think no, it's fine. I, I think that the the Death of Superman event as a whole is is the most impactful event to the comic book world in the in the mainstream as a whole, right? It's the, I mean. For good or bad, and I'm, I mean, it's it's one of the most talked about events of all time, good and bad, right? Yeah. You, you you know you've made an impact when people can't stop bitching about your work, right? <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, if everybody's are, complaining I mean, all the time, then you're doing something right. <laughs> I mean, here we are, you know, 20, 30 years later doing an episode about it after doing an episode about the cartoon that came out about this storyline when there's about another cartoon that was out. And well, to be fair, retold, if you wouldn't have and, done yeah. the research to figure it out what the thing was, we would never have this cut. We wouldn't have had this I know, I know. It's all me and the research. Otherwise, you wouldn't do anything, right? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I get it, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I know. You, you know, your your love for it just, Superman. It's not that the love. It's just, I just, I just. It's okay. It's like you own it, dude. You love that let me, character. Let me talk. No, it's no. Just that people shit on him so much and shit on everything about it, and it's like, no. <laughs> like, uh, even if you know, like, I don't know. Nobody. There's nobody in the comic world that people hate more than Superman, but also love more than Superman. You know what that, you know what I'm saying? Like Well, yeah, there's definitely opposing forces on either side. He, you either he love has him the or, most haters well, there's, in, the, in the comic world. There, there, there's there's like you either love him or you're like, eh, he's all right, or you hate him. Right. You know? I'm I'm the eh, he's all right. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because and this is gonna sound like Superman fanboyism and whatever, I don't give a shit. But as you should the people who hate the people who hate Superman. And I, I, I honestly say this about most characters, even characters that I don't like. I don't, I don't hate any character, right? Right. There's characters I don't like, right. but I don't hate any character. But people who hate Superman, and there are a ton of people who genuinely hate Superman. You don't usually get along with them. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just, it's they don't understand Superman. They don't, they don't try to understand. They know, they don't know enough. They don't try to understand, right? Because people just don't give it a chance, you know. And that's the, the that's, hopefulness. That's, well, not, not even that, not even, not even the hopefulness. They just they hear this narrative from people, and it's funny because a lot of the people who I talk to at cons who dislike Superman a lot yeah. haven't read Superman. Haven't they? Don't they? They watch the movies and like, okay, well, he's whatever. He's just a Boy Scout in the movies. But they don't they don't read the comics. They don't know anything about the comics. Right. You know. Right. So they're judging it based upon what other people tell them, which is a fucking horrible thing to do. And they're judging it based upon their idea of what people have have placed around this character. Now, if he was such a horrible character and he was just so overpowered and, and, and unlikable or whatever, he wouldn't be around 80 years later, you know? Sure. Sure. I mean, not unlikable. I I mean, from what I've read and stuff, I've liked the stories. I've enjoyed them. I've watched all the animated movies and I've watched, I think I've seen every single cartoon episode with him in it. Like, and I'm, I'm counting the original Max Fleischer stuff. Is it Max Fleischer? Uh yeah, Max, the old cartoons. Yep, I've watched Max all of Fletcher, those. Yeah, I've watched all Super Friends because I grew up with that. I've watched um the Justice Leagues, all the Justice Leagues cartoons and movies, and I watched his his, uh, his movie his cartoon run when he was side by side with Batman and everything else. That was a good run in between. So I've yeah. you know I've always enjoyed watching Superman. I and I grew up with those movies. I mean, dude, Christopher Reeve you was like, my hero. You just like to make fun of him to me and then piss me off. I do. There's a little bit of that because you get because it's a hot button for you, which makes it fun to put. And I'm gonna, I, start, making fun, I'm gonna start making fun of magic all the time. I'm not gonna. Didn't, you can go ahead. That it doesn't affect me the same way as it affects you. <laughs> well, pretend it does. 
It's but there is Accuracy he is care. overpowered. They need to like they need to step that down like a little bit. I mean, they have though. Like they really have in the comics. He's not have they like yeah. I mean, in the rebirth and stuff, like he's not all powerful in the comics. He has been for a long time. I mean, they added the super flare in like Superman New Fifty Two, like twenty something or whatever. I don't know. Super John- flare. What is that? It's where he can. It's 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 a an ability where he can like expel all of his stored solar energy at one time, like uh-huh. a bomb. And it was it in. It sounds kind of hokey, That's but cool, in, actually, in, right? <laughs> but what? But it leaves him vulnerable. It leaves him human. Right at the end, he has. He is no longer invulnerable. He is no longer has any powers. Oh, interesting. And he has to. He has to. Re, he has to. You know, reabsorb, which takes a long time. So, in New Fifty Two, he used a super flare to beat a big bad guy, and then you know he spent the next several issues depowered, still trying to fight crime and still doing what he has to do. So you got a depowered Superman. Still doing, still trying to go out there and, and be bulletproof, you know. Yeah. What? Uh, and that's that's interesting. That's the unfortunate part is it was drawn by John Romita Jr., who I can't stand his artwork. John Romita Jr. I just, I just can't. I mean, he's done some stuff that's fantastic, but his Superman run, I just, it was just, la- it seemed lazy to me. Oh, you didn't like it? Not at all. So much so that I stopped reading it. I just, it was. So would you say you like the guy, lazy. but you don't, you, you don't care for his artwork? <laughs> Well, I don't even know if I like the guy. I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about him. I'm just teasing you about your life. Except that I've it's. I've read that I I've, I've read interviews. I read people report that he's openly said he doesn't give a shit about the quality of the work. Just getting it turned in on time, and getting paid. Oh, that's which not. That's which if that if that's true, if that is true, I don't I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, hey, yeah, um, I, so you mentioned there's no characters that you hate, but there's characters that you don't like. Give me a couple characters. Well. Every time I try and think about characters I don't like, I find a way to like them, which is weird. Really, like Shatterstar? Like, well, I mean, no, not Shatterstar. <laughs> but uh, like, I well, I mean, I don't like Cyclops, right? But who does? It's not the well, easy Cyclops. One. You know, it's funny. Cyclops is very similar in in temper to, to uh, Superman, but he's just no, he's dumb. not. No, he's not. Just don't just, see. You can't even every, take that. You can't no, take no, any no. kind of comparison to him. <laughs> Every character that's a, 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 a wants to push to do good is not equal Superman, okay? No, but <laughs> Cyclops is very much as... I hate that term. Well, it's true, though, around. dude. I'm sorry that there's not a better term to describe it, but you can't sit there and tell me that Superman is not the ultimate Boy Scout because, good Lord, he is. Ugh, I don't agree with that, but... <laughs> you hate that. Well, I do because I, I don't think he's the ultimate Boy Scout. It's, it's, it's not... I don't know. That's not... Why is that bad? Opinion. Huh? Why is that bad? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you lump it around and you throw it around like it's a terrible thing to be. Is it a terrible thing to you? I don't think it's a what? terrible thing. I didn't say that him being a Boy Scout sucks. I just think, I don't know how else to 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 identify somebody with that's that moral that has the moral high ground like that at all times. I don't know how how else to to, to describe it. You know, he is. I mean, I, he's a Boy Scout, I guess, in the fact that he always wants to do the right thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's uh, I mean, constantly wanting to do try to do the right thing. And it's and sometimes it's to a detriment. Yeah, and it's uh, but other times it's weird. You read a book and he's like, you know, like we read that book that Godleski did, and at the end those 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 aliens just run away and they just got done was, completely destroying the city. And it was like, okay, that, that was, was weird. weird. <laughs> that was totally out of character. Yeah, that was know? the and that was the writer. That wasn't. Yeah, like I didn't. So here's a here's a character I, I used to not like, but now I kind of like. Yeah. That was Nightwing. I used to hate Nightwing. You used to hate Nightwing? Why? I hated Nightwing. I, I thought it was was dumb that Dick Grayson wasn't Robin, that Dick Grayson left it Batman. It just bothered you? Nightwing. Well, it did. As a fan I, well, or well, what? Huh? As a fan? 
as a, as a fan, as a reader, it bothered me that Dick Grayson went on to become Nightwing. I thought Nightwing had a stupid costume. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't bother trying to read any, any of the stuff he was in. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I liked Tim Drake as Robin a lot, but I didn't really... I was like, well, I mean, Nightwing is just a lame character. But you wanted the original you know. dynamic duo in your pages. Well, I mean, I guess, but like, then I, I you know, I read some Nightwing. I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, he's well, actually how old a, a were you though when you hated, hated Nightwing? I'm late teens, early twenties. Yeah, that makes sense because you're you like know? you're used to seeing a certain way, and then and then when it changes, you know, actually, but it I mean, didn't I, even change for you. It was no, it was because because I grew up with Tim Drake as Robin. Yeah, it was Jason like Todd in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. I just grew up not liking Nightwing because like, oh, he's a loser. I but, think it was I mean, in the actually, 70s cool that that changed, right? When Teen Titans? Yeah. What's that? He changed Nightwing? Yeah. Yeah. Teen Titan, uh, Tales of Teen Titans number 44 from like 1986. I was not even, I was reading comic books back then. Oh, 19. Oh, I was. That was 1986 is when he changed. I, I think thought so. it was before it was, that. It might've been. It was Tales of Teen Titans number 44. Oh, well, there you go. And it was published. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now so you can, it was published. Yeah. Uh, July of 84. Oh, 84. Yeah, yeah, July '84. Okay, that because see, even I reading the comic books don't remember Dick Grayson as the as as Robin. Yeah, he stopped much. being Robin. Uh, yeah, then and then that's when uh, Jason Todd came in. Yeah, yeah, that makes that's so that's kind of funny that you hated him, but it make it kind of makes sense too, though. Yeah, just like uh, but then when you get older and then you start reading some of it, you're like, oh, this is actually you know I can kind of understand where he was coming from being under the thumb of Batman for so long right exactly and want exactly. to be more of what he wanted to be and, and at some point you got to be able to grow and leave the nest yep yep but this is also, so off topic I on I, I I for no reason that I can think of don't like any of the original image comics for the pretty much oh what was the well you had spawn was their first one spawn was okay but i didn't really care for it yeah wildcats and all those gen 13 i didn't really care for any of those comics gen 13 was was interesting it was drawn really well what was jim lee (laughs) oh that's right that's right yeah it's funny that's what i remember about gen 13 i don't remember any of the storylines i don't even remember any of the characters but i remember the art yeah i remember the art the art was fantastic i and uh i just didn't care for any of the any of the i mean i don't know I, i think the image comics to me were just like they were Overly artistic, right? There was just too much going on. And yeah. too. Well, that's what they cool. wanted, right? I mean, it was a bunch of artists right. that broke off and said, hey, let's start our own thing. Yeah, it was just, they did, did that. I don't know. I just, I mean, I've gone back and I've read some of them. Some of, you know, they're not, they're not bad. Just, for a long time, I just, I just didn't. I was like, nope, this is all garbage. I don't want, I don't want this. And it was, and Image Comics was the first comic book company that you could really tell was using computer graphics or computer art, uh, colorists, right? Yeah. So coloring on like Photoshop or whatever programs they were. And I was all, at the time, I was like, "This isn't hand done. This is dumb." You know, I mean, elitist bullshit. You know, <laughs> you got to be elitist and like totally old school. If it, these kids today don't know what they're doing, right? We, uh, back in my day, they did it with watercolors or whatever. But I don't we know. We got to draw I, I don't, our panels going walking uphill in the snow, and both ways. Color it going uphill in the snow, <laughs> right? I mean, but anymore, I don't really care. And there's, I mean, I, I don't really hate any characters anymore. I just don't care if, it's, if, I, if I don't like the character. I'm just not going to read it. You know. Yeah, and I've always, I've always, I've found that there's most characters I can find some reason to like the character or reason to in, at least enjoy what they're in. You know, like I used to, I used to think Booster Booster Gold was stupid, but then I read, you know, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, and I was like, oh no, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah, you know, I, I, for me, it's like I the know. older I get, the more I just appreciate work that somebody's putting in to put that. Yeah, out. exactly. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and if you know, and and people can poo poo it all they want, or they're not into it. That's fine. You don't need to be, but if you really want to uh, enjoy what's going on you know take a read and then and then think about what goes into and the penciling and then on top of that they have to they have to ink it 
and then and you have to color, color it, it, and then you got to letter it, and then someone's got to write it. Yeah, you know, and put it this way: go take a piece of paper and write four or five panels, and draw something in each panel, and then do all those steps we just said, and tell me how long it took you to do one page. Exactly, right? It takes a long time. I'm just so sick of like one outrage marketing. I'm sick of that, yeah. and I'm just sick of all the hate like throwing at things for something someone doesn't like for whatever reason it's like i don't know if you don't like something don't support it right, <laughs> right. you don't, don't have to say anything bitch about it yeah you don't have to sit and bitch and complain about it you don't have to attack the creators on a personal level and tell them they're a bunch of idiots it is but it still doesn't mean I'm, i mean i'm still gonna say don't do it right right that's what i'm saying though you shouldn't do it yeah. because it but it's so easy that's why they do it and it's just i know it's, it's, it's ridiculous it's like if you don't like speak speak with your wallet like if you don't like something just don't talk about it don't buy it well by what what is your what is your your parents and my parent and every parent ever said for so long if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all. exactly i mean what Shut happened to that <laughs> right or just i mean or just i mean i don't know if you go out and you buy a comic book and you don't like the story or whatever, that's fine. If you want to post on Twitter, bought the comic book, didn't care for it, that's you know, that's fine. But if you go buy a comic book and you want to make a video of you stabbing it, stabbing it and burning it and pissing on it and calling the creator a fucking idiot over and over again, <laughs> you're a douchebag. You're an asshole. Shut the fuck well, up. Well, give it an honest right? review. Say why yeah. you didn't like it and then just leave it at that. But stabbing it with a knife and letting it on fire and pissing on it and then calling the creator a bunch of Somebody names do that? and shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, the new Iceman book a- that happened too, because Iceman's gay now, and somebody somebody Iceman's on- gay now. That actually makes sense. <laughs> he's 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 been gay for like five years. Oh, but, you know, yeah. But I mean, he, he came out five years ago. But yeah, he's a gay, he's a gay character, and that's what he says. It does make sense for Iceman to be gay. He's always been kind of effeminate, and it just and he's, it makes sense, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it but, would be weird if they said Green Arrow was gay. Or uh, yeah, Spider Man right. was gay all of a sudden. You know that. But Ice Man's like weird. Eh, okay, I, can see, I see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that would, doesn't bother me. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. even bother me if they said Batman was gay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't care. But, all right, well, what, because what, he doesn't stories? ever go with anybody. He's never been serious. I mean, they had this whole freaking thing with Catwoman, which pissed a lot of people off. I know, I know. And they, they didn't even go yeah. through with it. So it's like, okay, well, why didn't you go through with the wedding? Are you, do you have some some feelings that you you're 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 keeping yeah. underneath? <laughs> You missed it, Grayson. Do you missed it, Grayson? I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Superman but, loves uh, Lois Lane, so it, it it's it. Yeah, there's an honest, there's an honest to God love there. Yeah, yeah, for right? a long time in like Spider Man and Mary Jane, and you know, yeah. and um, Green Arrow and Black Canary. But, yep, yep. Yeah, you know what I mean. You it's know. all they have established relationships for a long time, so it wouldn't make sense. Iceman, that makes kind of a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like. I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of of just verbally bashing creators and people and the books because you hated them or whatever. If you, if you hate them, give it away, right? Yeah. Take that book and donate it to a library or, or recycle it I or whatever. I think some people have the issue though is that they're doing diversity for sake, like we've said in the past. Just make new characters that are yeah, awesome. Yeah, make new characters, but don't just do things because you want to make a quota. And that's what it feels like to some people. Like they're just trying to fill right. a quota. And I get that, but they're going about it the wrong. I think they're going about it the wrong. I think so too. I think I think the I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on that that I don't want to get to on the air. Yeah. But you know, well, I maybe think, someday, right? just not on this one. Maybe because someday. This is yeah. what was. This is completely off topic with what we're talking about. Right. I mean, as uh, this episode is going to be basically, I think it's going to be called. You know, we'll call it like you know the greatest impact in comics, and we'll just see how, how people react to that. Yeah, the greatest <laughs> impact in comics. Hint, hint. 
it's not Batman metal. <laughs> yeah, it's not Batman metal, and there are no variants. <laughs> oh man! All right, I think that's a pretty good show. I think I think that it's a tight, consistent show. We were never off topic one time, and we made our points valid. And we were all the way never through. off topic. Never. No, not one time. Not, not one once. time. Not one tangent. In this but -tangent you, episode. if you've made it this far into the episode, and you have. It, uh, the most iconic thing that you feel happened in comic book history, share it with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on, you know, email us at spoilercountry at gmail.com and tell us wh what you think and why you think something should be considered the most iconic happening in comic book, comic bookdom. Yeah, we would love to know. We would love to hear that from you. I would and love then to. also, you could call us at 707 656 2080 and leave it there too if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. You could. And, you know, and don't forget, we are actually heard everywhere podcasts are. Yeah, everywhere. And we just did our, our outro backwards and I'm done. So. We are done. That was actually worked out really, really well. So it did. So don't forget yeah. to open your mind and read more. Or we could See say you. read more and open your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, good. Later.